0: Welcome to episode 63 of In The Saddle Podcast. This week's preview will be covering all the top racing action at the Dublin Racing Festival at Leperstown this weekend. And we have some card. A do not disturb sign will be on my door this weekend. This week's panel includes Lucky Loaders, Paul Callahan, and grade one winning jockey Jonathan Moore. We'll start with Lucky Loaders. How's the form been?
1: Yeah, not too bad. It's not been a bad day today. Had a couple of winners, but yeah, it'd be nice to take it through to the weekend where I've been firing a few blanks recently. So, hopefully we can have some winners across the Irish Sea.
0: Yeah, we can continue the winning form across the IRC. I like the sound of that. Paul Callahan, any 66-1 to one shots this weekend?
2: Not this weekend, I'm afraid. No. But uh, say it could have been a while before that, since that do not stop Saying, came out in the room. Yeah, looking forward to the weekend now. Excellent.
0: Hope
3: you're in good form. And how about you, Johnny? How's it going? How's the form? Yeah, all good now, yeah. Um really looking forward to this weekend um, racing and uh, yeah, it's a great weekend and yeah, really looking forward to it.
0: Stellar card, uh, lots of quality animals on show. It'll be an absolute nightmare in the trading room of mind. Yeah. Um, Let's see if we can get some winners. So, we'll jump into Saturday's card at Leicester. The first race we're going to look at is the 105 Nathaniel Lacey and partner solicitors 50k Cheltenham bonus for stable staff novice hurdle grade one over two miles six. We'll start with Lucky Loaders. What do you want, want to be on here?
1: Yeah, well, I have to say, uh, first of all, before we really get into this race, I think this is definitely the best novice hurdle we've seen so far this season in the uk or in ireland there's so many so many promising types in here obviously gallard dean manil uh, heads the market for for willie mullins and rightly so you know he was a very impressive winner at uh at Lipstown at christmas the form's really solid as well he did the job very impressively you know and he deserves his place at the top of the market i would just question maybe going an extra couple of furlongs he probably will be able to get it but there are a couple of others in here at bigger prices that uh, take my eye. The one I quite like uh, is Gentleman's Game for Robbie Power and Mouse Morris. Uh, I know Connections think quite a lot about this horse. Uh, was 5-4 to four on his uh, hurdle debut for Mouse and did the job very impressively. Recorded a fast time, bolted up by 21 lengths. That was over 2 miles. He's going to be obviously stepping up to 2 miles and 6, but if you look at his pedigree you would think that he um he should get that no problem at all and uh, mouse morris is stable to come in back into some good form now obviously they had sam's profile win the, the galmoy hurdle they've got a couple of other nice novice hurd- hurdlers as well i think i've seen double figures out there for him i think he'd be a good each way price but for me as a race i think it's just a a sit and take note kind of watch uh really um and i think that Quite a few of these. Uh, we'll go on to bigger and better things, but uh, yeah, Gentleman's uh, game was the one I was interested in.
0: Ten to one shot Let's get the ball rolling for Lucky Loaders with Gentleman's game. Mouse Morris and Robbie Power. One thing I wanted to say to the list as well is Paul Callahan and Chris Loader haven't seen their selections. So Paul Callahan, what, what are we on here?
2: Um, with Gentleman's game for for Rob Corman, Mouse Morris, and Robbie Power. He won his point to point and was bought by connections for two hundred and fifty thousand. He was very impressive from scoring and hurling debut under Rachel Blackmore at Cork. That was back on the 2nd of January. Himself and jumi who was odds-on favourite on that occasion, they ended up making the running. Um, and jumi just to put it in some sort of context, jumi faded to T-Tired to finish third, while Gentleman's game hit the line quite strongly and put a fair bit of distance between himself and jumi in the closing stages. My only slight concern was he was quite keen. I wouldn't say he was overly keen, but he was a little bit in Rachel Blackmore's hands over the first two, yeah, oh, up two hurdles. He, he absolutely winged the second and landed running. Momentum took him forward, so Rachel let him straight on. And when he, he ended up kind of pretty much in front, and he was quite, he was just a little bit green. He was in just novice over his hurdles. Never looked in danger, touch wood. He never looked in danger of, of coming down or anything. But I was just worried that if he was keen, they're going to, they're not going to go mad gallop. You know, stepping up to two six, I'd have no issue if he settles about him getting the trip. He hit the line very strong at Cork. But I would just worry in the heavy ground two mile six that they're not going to go overly really quick. And he might just find himself in front and might get caught by something that's a, a little bit more streetwise, a little bit more battle hardened in the in the closing stages, something a little bit sharper. That would be my only concern. But I am going to side with gentlemen's game. Of the others, I think Ashdale Bob is interesting. Robbie Powers obviously. I'd imagine has, has sided with Gentleman's Game, but Ashdale Bob fell at the second hurdle in the, the Lawlers and Ace, Grade 1 at Nace on his last start. He can race quite free, and despite that, I was really impressed with how he won a, a Grade 2 at Nalvin. He was pretty keen throughout, and he still managed to find from the, the back of the second last, and I just wouldn't mind getting Johnny's thoughts on that. You're in the race, you were torn on Gavin a horse that I thought might have another one or two another couple of victories next to his name after seeing him finish second behind Lane and a of Cell in October so he might be able to shed a bit of light on, on that race and Ash still
3: yeah he was very impressive in having that day Um it was it was a funny sort of race you see like a couple of fancied ones pulled up likes of Holy Macaroni and stuff but I um, yeah, um, we probably didn't go that quick, and it turned into a bit of a sprint at the end. And my my own lad Gabby Naco was probably doing a bit too much through the race, but Ashdale Bob he was very impressive that day. And you see, he's got a he's got the highest um, mark in this race for, for horses with, with a mark, that have a mark. Um, and yeah, he's an interesting one. I I, I heard the lads and Jesse saying he can be a bit um, he he can be a bit hard to handle and stuff. Um, but yeah, he's definitely one there that. Um, um, I, that that you wouldn't be forgetting about it in the race. Yeah, he's he's a ten to one shot
0: as well. I still, Bob, um, quite prominent for Jessica Harrington. Um, just on your right in this race as well, Johnny Vanilla. Um, how strong do you think that form is? Um, and he won at Nice on the twenty first of November.
3: Yeah, listen, sir, he beat Statler that day and and beat him yeah. quite. He's with his ears pricked. Um, went down to Limerick then over Christmas and. Would have absolutely hated the ground, and still was unlucky not to win. Um, he came out of that race really well. Um, changed a couple of things with him at home, and I've from the first day I won on him. I said, he was a real Albert Bartlett horse, and he's a very, very, very tough horse." And personally, um, it is a it, it is a bit. Of, the race itself is a bit of a fact finding mission for every for all the horses. Really, there's, there's a lot of horses there that you can pick pick um, bits of form out, but um, personally, I wouldn't get off my lad Vanillier. We really like him at home, and we'd be very sweet on him running a big race. Um, obviously, Willie's horse Gallard de Mesnil is a—he uh, looked uh, very good in Leperstown last day, and that form has worked out very well with the second horse winning the other day. But um, I think Vanillier is a real tough um stayer and I think these staying novice hurdlers, the more gruelling they are, um the more it'll suit my horse. And I, I think this race will be a grueller because there is so many fancied ones in it. Um so um I will be doing my best work at the end and I, I I'd be confident of running the big race. An early nap from, from
0: Johnny Muir, 16-1 show. Mark in the cards, Johnny Muir, 16-1, uh very bullish on Vanilla's chances, um in the one of five on Saturday. So just to go through the selections, um, Chris Loader and Paul Callan are keen on Gentleman's Game at 10 to 1. A small mention of Paul Callan for Ashdale Bob at 10s. Johnny Moore's Sweet on his ride, uh, Vanilla, currently 16 to 1. Uh, I would imagine that one will probably be going off short on the day after people have listened to Johnny's comments there. Anyway, so moving on to race 2, the 135 Dublin Chase Grade 1 over 2 miles 1 furlong. Lucky loaders, what are we on here?
1: I know Shaq and is at the top of the market and I know a lot of people think that this is probably a penalty kick for him, but I'm not quite so sure, you know. A lot of people go on about the race uh, last year um, when obviously he met Min, you know, and and he did get the better of Min that day. But I just thought the way Robbie rode him that day when Nornua went off such a mighty pace, it didn't quite suit Min as he wasn't able to dictate the pace of the race. He might not be able to, quite dictate it here, you know, you've got size and potsy that likes to be handy too. So it's gonna be a really interesting tactical affair. I know uh Shaqan Posoir is odds on, but I think you can possibly I think you can possibly I think if someone's clever they could maybe beat him tactically. Um I think Shakhan has got a great cruising speed, you know, and that's where he, he separates himself from the rest. I don't see notebook turning over the form. Tornado Flyer's interesting, dropping back in trip. Um, you know, I, I, I would, if I had to have a bet, probably just go with Min. Uh, I was quite taken from what we did see of it in the fog <laughs> it, with his John Dirk and when, you know, uh, even though it wasn't much. Um, but the form, has, to be fair, has worked out all right. You've had Mellon and Alaho who were well well behind that day, come out and run okay since. Um, yeah, I think the tactics are going to be key here. And if someone's smart, they might be able to get Shaq Ampelssoir a little bit unstuck because he, he, he's not bomb proof in my opinion. That's all I say. But yeah, it's not really a betting race for me. But if I, if I had to pick one, I think Min at 9-2, I think that's a bit of a big price and uh, he'd be the way I play. But yeah, it, it's, um, it's more of a sit and watch race for me. But yeah, Min would be my selection.
0: Yeah, he's a 92 best price available. Uh, Shaq and was 4-9 at the top of the bang. Uh, I think Hills are going to bet 1-2, but I don't know how long that will last. Paul Callaghan,
2: are you, are you with the jolly? Yeah, I can't see him in bed. Um I think this is going to be fairly straightforward. I thought he was exceptional at that percent over the Christmas period. He beat men in this race last year. I know Robbie Power after the race couldn't believe how quick he was going and how well he was going to how easy, Shaq and Persuad can pass them um, and he thought he was a, an absolute machine in airplane. so, you know, he, he was two from two this season and I think, fingers crossed, the connections get a, a good clear run between now and the, the, you know, this is fairly straightforward and he gets to, to Cheltenham in one piece in, in March and I think, I hope it will be fairly straightforward for him. Might be much of a bet in Heath but he could be one if you, if you had to bet maybe stick him in a, stick him in one of your multi-bets but I think this could be plain sailing for the favorite. Like a penalty
0: kick uh, from Paul Callahan. Four-nine available. There's about one or two there, but I don't know how long that'll last for Shaq and Pursua. Johnny Moore, um, do you think this is a penalty kick or can you maybe a bit of value each elsewhere?
3: Um no, I think um I think Min will take Shaq and Pour off the off the bridle, but I think that's all he'll be doing Shaq and Pour still win. Um hard seeing him reversing the form of any form they've had together. Um but Min was he was very good into John Durkin, but um this Shaq and Pourswah he he looks even better in my opinion than last year and to do what he's done there is two stars this year he looked incredibly impressive and uh i think he'd be a brave man to oppose him yeah he's four he's
0: four to nine he could easily go off, freeze on on the day um so everyone apart from lucky loaders is keen on the favorite Shock and persoie and lucky loaders likes a bit of value with men at nine to two uh moving on to the irish Arco novice chase grade one start with lucky loaders what do we like here
1: yeah, I think Enigumin, An- 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 who heads the market here, is well too short and shouldn't be odds on, in my opinion. I know, obviously, a lot of people uh, were excited about his win last time out at, uh, at Nace um, when he beat um, Captain Guinness. Um, but I think the way the race could be run tactically here is going to be really interesting because you had Felix Deji that I know Johnny will know a little bit more about from uh, when they met at Christmas time. Um, it was a bit of a strange race tactically, went off quite hard and fast, and it, the race fell apart in the end for Franco to, uh, to port to go and pick up the pieces and go and win, and actually that was the way I was kind of thinking the race might be run again, you know, because you're going to have Felix Degi up there again, most likely, uh, Uniga Mean likes to be handy as well, you've got Unaccepted, I think this could be a case of which jockey's going to play their card last, Um, I could see Quite a few of the the horses being handy might get into a little bit of trouble, and I, I honestly think Franco de Port could win this again. Um, he's actually my nap for the weekend, uh, getting an early one out there. Um, I think I think I've seen nine, ten to one in the place with some firms. I think that's a huge price, you know. I know a lot of people were saying that it was fluke, but I thought he jumped really well, you know, uh, last time out, and on RPRs he achieved the same rating as. Enegamin did uh, 159 on the, on the last run you know so it looks pretty good to me um, I think whatever he did over hurdles was just a bit of experience of this Franco de Paul I, I, think, I think he shouldn't be the priciest at all and I think the race the, the ones being held up I think it will definitely suit them more I think there's quite a few in here and accepted as well we haven't seen him He's, he'll be handy no doubt too you know he did create a good impression at Tipperary and he won on his chase debut, but he hasn't been seen for a while, so that would be a slight concern for me. Yeah, I, I just think uh, there, there's a lot of pace on in this race, and uh, I think you want to be playing your hand late, and if uh, if Brian Cooper rides the same kind of race he, he rode last time at Lebstown, I could see him going very close, and I think he should be second favourite for this race, in my opinion. I think he should be running about 4-1. to one. I, I can't understand why he's that big. So, yeah, Franco Deport for me, he is my uh, bet of the Dublin Racing Festival.
0: Yeah, lucky loaders an early nap there. Uh Ten to one for uh, Franco de there's um was about eleven to one there, loaders. You might have missed that one, but I'm sure it'll be constant enough. Paul Callahan, are you in agreement with lucky loaders or
2: what are you with here? Well, I'm with the, the favourite, famous I think he he looked a bit special winning at nace. I thought the the second Captain Guinness was on a, on his tail, jumping the last a bit of length or a little over length, and they post the last fence. He ended up putting eight lengths between himself and, and Captain Guinness between the last, the run from the last fence to the line. He won a point-to-point point in England for Sophie Lacey around Lark Hill, which would be one of the more competitive point to point tracks in England. And it's quite a, a fair track to, to jump around. He had one start between the flags, and that, that was the one victory. So, do you know, that he looks a bit exceptional. Um, and I think he, he takes the beating here. I find it very difficult to fault him anyway. I thought he was exceptional. A touch wood, at Nace is jumping long, short, wrong for a big horse. He's quite athletic to get himself out of trouble when he when he finds himself in tight at the boards and I think he will take to beating here. I'd be all over Darver Star only for the, the grounds. I think he's, he's going to, I fancy Darver Star almost to go unbeaten through the season. I thought he was exceptional on his chasing debut. I thought on the grounds, he's just unlucky heavy ground that punches to on his next start. I thought he ran a cracker the last day, but he's a horse that's It'd be hard than head if I was going to side with right A bit of 33s trees for the champion harder around this time last year. I couldn't believe he was that price after his runs. But I think on this ground he could find this. You know, it could just be hard work. From having said that, Johnny, I'm sure you're going to elaborate more on this. But you're kind of coming into davers favorite time of the year almost. I think it's better for him. He wouldn't have much strong form during the the winter months, would he?
3: No, he's um. It's it's actually it's actually amazing he the way he is at home. Um. Even his work, before the first day, he, he won his beginner chase. I was out injured with a broken collarbone, but I, I seen him work. And it was yeah. mediocre. And then before punchdown, he was coming a bit. But then obviously the ground got very heavy. And then before Town last day, he done a very good bit of work. He was coming. And now this week, he's done another bit of work that's even better again. Um, he's just coming the whole time. And you'll find now, the more runs he gets, the better he get. He'll be better than he was at Christmas. And I thought he was the horse to take out a race at Christmas because obviously I got into a ding dong battle with Felix Desj and uh, and um, the other horses and it kind of probably cooked me from winning the race. But I was the only one that went up and done with the gallop of Felix Desj and uh, and stayed going. So I really thought he was the horse to take out a race. Obviously, if I could ride, ride it differently, I think I'd, I'd have won. Um, but as you say, the ground we this weekend, Leperstown, they call it soft at the moment. Um, and if it was to dry out, oh, I'm, I'm praying to God that there's no more rain. And if it dries out a little bit better, even to yield and I think it'll really enhance my lad's chances. Um, and obviously the softer it is, is going to really enhance Norgimene's chances. I think he looked absolutely exceptional at Nace. Um And he's definitely the one to beat for me. Um, but the better the ground is, I think the better my lad will run. And... As you say, as you said there, Paul. The more racing he's getting, the more coming into spring, the better he's getting. So, I wouldn't be surprised if you have seen even an improvement out of my lad this weekend. But obviously, we'd love the ground to be a bit nicer.
0: He's he's a twelve to one chance just now, Johnny Darver Star. Um, you've got looking from a value point of view. Are you going to back uh, Energy Me at what eight to eleven, or are you going to back Darver Star each way?
3: Well, I am. I, um, I, as as lucky loaders are saying there, I they um if they go a good gallop, um an and Felix says and a couple, like if they go and take each other on a bit, I'm going to uh, well, the plan is probably probably to, to ride my lad a little bit more patiently and uh trust him a bit more because I probably didn't trust him enough the last day that but you know, he's good cruising champion hurdle speed. Um and yeah it, as long as it's not too soft i'd expect a massive run out of my lad and but, but i do think in is the one to beat but i do think my lad is probably like you know with you know with, with over eight runners in the race tarver star, star in my eyes is, is definitely a bit of value at 12 to 1
0: yeah especially if you can get an additional place as well for places um, he's actually the the favorite William said Energy argument is be 6 to 1 for for the arc right now i mean do you think that's a bit skinny against shishkin
3: i i um I'm going to say something very bold here now, but I'm, on, on, on The run so far, I'd right, have an argument over Shishkin. Right, I, I think, think I the the just listening to Paul Town and talking about him and stuff. Um, I think he's very, very special. And listening to Eddie Walenszeder uh, saying he's the best bunch of novice chasers he's ever had, and I'm sure, I'm sure an argument was definitely a top ranking in 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 in, uh, in what he was saying there. So um, I, I think it's madness. Just can I think he's the odds on for the Arkle there now eight to eleven. Um, like he's four to six and a play roll back. A very good Arkle. If it came up soft, like in argument is uh, is a think He looks very special. But as I said, the better the ground, the better my lad's chances are. And I wouldn't be just forgetting about my lad yet. Um, one thing I won't remember
0: is uh, I'll be getting on the Annie post price right now at six to one after this call. Uh, thanks for that one, Johnny. But uh, just going back to uh, Darver star right, I want to ask you about last season uh, against Honeysuckle and the Irish champion. See if you could ride that race again. Do you think, do you, think you could have won that race? Because you, you did trade odds on at one stage there. Because that, I thought that was a ridiculous run. Um, I want
3: to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, it was a brilliant run. Um, I probably just got a little bit caught for toe turning in and... Timishwar and Honeysuckle, they got into a ding dong battle, and, and I lacked the horse. I was hoping Sharjah or Super Sunday would bring me to the front two, whereas I actually had to do all the work myself to get to the front two. Um, and seen, he finished with a flourish and was unlucky not to even win it. And if he put a run like that in over fences, uh, there's not many, like, you know, there's not there's, there's not many uh, that, that have, I'm sure, that, that finished that far in front of him. So, um, at the moment at home, he looks like he's coming back into that form. So, uh, yeah, where were like, I don't want to be bullish on him because, uh, <laughs> yes, but um, I let him do the talking the weekend, and um, I'd be surprised if he didn't run massively this weekend. Amazing, I uh, appreciate that. He's uh, a Thoristar is currently twelve to one. Uh,
0: there's actually about fourteen to one available as well. Um, just to go through the selections. Uh, pardon me, Chris Loder's keen on oh, it. Alan Early naps. Frank at the poor at ten to one. Uh, Callahan is with energy mean at five to six and uh, Johnny Moore is keen on his right at twelve to one at uh, Darver Star. Um definitely one for the notebook that one. We'll move on to the 315, the Chanel Pharma Irish Champion Hurdle Green one. Obviously we know honeysuckle at the top of the bank, linked again to Darver Star. Uh, we'll actually start start with Johnny Moore. Just going back to that run, like how good is she? Yes, yeah, she's very good. And actually,
3: a lot of people said that oh I was I was going to be up in another stride or whatever that day but to be fair even pulling up i never went by her she was always doing enough as well i think she's a very very special mayor um and definitely the one to beat for the for the field obviously um but th- there is a horse in there I, th- I think um i think there's more to come from San san rye um i thought he i know he's been a, a small bit disappointing uh, uh, but I just kind of feel that he's he's getting the, that big race experience against the older horses and I, I do think there's gonna be a big day in him. Um see him there, I'm, I'm sure there's only a handful in the race, but six to one could be a little bit of value for him. Uh I think I do I do think uh, they all have to beat honeysuckle, but I think that San Roy is is uh, a little bit better than his last couple of runs. Yeah, six to one St. Roy at the Uh Honeysuckle,
0: I have actually backed it for the champion. Uh, we had this conversation with Robbie Pearl. I got about fourteen to one. Um so hopefully she goes over the two mile and sort of avoids the, the longer trip against Benny I actually think it, it looks like a weaker division uh for the champion I do like But uh Johnny Murray, a little bit of a squeak there in St. Roy, He's currently thirteen to two, I've seen a bit of that, but six to one generally. Uh Paul Callahan, what do you like in this one?
1: I just
2: wanna to say to Johnny, Johnny, would you be afraid kind of gonna compare it with Gosha and maybe not in the same same instance or as harsh on Saint Gua, but the French horses that are so sharp and so far forward in their in their early career, like they they often deteriorate. The form I know there are exceptions, but would you be worried about Saint Wall that he's he's been a beaten favourite on his last couple of runs, albeit two starts ago. He he finished second at punches him. But the French horses can all because 'cause they're so sharp, I think, when they're so young, they're so far ahead of the horses over here and in England. Would you be afraid
3: of
1: that French form kind of the form kind of deteriorating
2: as, as time goes on or not? Yeah, you can you can you can look at it two ways. You can look at it like that,
3: where they you know their form does deteriorate and you can look at it that they've that toughness in Siltim to as young age as well. I I I know you'd be a brave man um back in Sand um off his last couple of runs, but I, I just even even in Punchtown that day I thought he was the horse take out of the race. And I I, I I I just think there's more to come from him. But I do I do I, yeah. What you're saying yeah. Those the French horses they're good and young and they're sharp and. But he seems a fine big raw horse and I, I'd be, I'd be surprised if he's if he doesn't pop up in one of them somewhere. One of these races somewhere.
2: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I well I think Honeystockle. I think she she I think she wins. I think she's going to be a bit slicker with a jumping. You know, I, I don't think I'd agree with Johnny. I don't think he would have beaten her last year anyway. Like, I mean, she, she didn't jump bad, but she was quite slow over the majority of hurdles last year. Um and she still won. So I think she will be a little bit slicker this time round. She should be a bit sharper. The ground being as heavy as as it's going to be at the minute anyway, and with the, the forecast weather conditions, they're not you'd imagine she's gonna have an easy ish time of it up front. They're not gonna go a mad gallop anyway, so she'll have plenty of time to get into a rhythm. And I think the one I'm going to pick to, to follow her home, I'm going to go with Albert Cadavras. He was disappointing. He only beat two home at 11% on his last start. But um, he's a bit of a tricky customer, I think. I think he needs things to, to fall right from. And I think if he, or, you know, when he wins again, it'll be a, a bit of a peach of a ride. Because I think he, when he was second to Shishkin, I know Shishkin got a horrid run in the in the Supreme last year, but probably hit the front a fraction too soon through no fault of just, you know, David Russell. He just found himself in front rode all the races he found it and found himself in front a little bit too soon and the don't think he's a horse that does a whole pile when he hits the front so i'm going to go with abracadabras to follow honeysuckle home yeah paul callan i was actually on abracadabras uh, at Cheltenham.
0: he's got knocked on the That's, line i was right. not a happy boy uh and he's just it's probably cute. what happened on that yeah he must have knew i was on you know interesting comment on st roy maybe maybe if it's a wee bit of money from jp maybe we'll see a couple of pound improvement on the form but Paul Callahan is keen on honeysuckle and abacadavis for forecast purposes. Lucky Loaders, were you
1: honeysuckle in this race? Just about. Um, I was really thinking about this race earlier, despite it only being a small field. I, I think honeysuckle will make it a real stamina test over the trip and use her 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 her, 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 her asset, which is her her toughness. You know, to to good stead. Um, I just think that there's quite a few in here that like to be played late. And I think it's interesting what Johnny was saying about St. About Roy there because at the start of the season, I was all over St. Roy for the champion hurdle. And I know he has been disappointing since his win at Tipperary. But then I was thinking about some of, especially his last run uh, at Christmas in, in the in the Christmas hurdle. I just thought that Mark Welsh got there well too early. And I know lots of people said, well, if he was good enough, he should have gone and won. But I look back at the race at Cheltenham last year in the county hurdle. And even though it's a different type of race, you know, a big field, I, I was watching what Barry was doing and Barry did not play him until the last moment. Barry was looking for cover all the way up the home straight, you know, and it wasn't until after the final hurdle. He said, go and then, go and win your race. And Mark Walsh got there too early, in my opinion, last time out at Christmas. And that's when Paddy Mullins was must have been licking his lips, going, "I'm on Charger here, Saint Roy. I know he's not. He needs to be played as late as possible. He's already gone, my lad. Still, still got him to, to play. You know, and we're going to come and pick him up. And uh, that's why I think Charger went and won the race. You know, it was kind of a last man standing. But in this kind of a race where there's a few of them, uh, Ab as well would definitely fit in that category too. You wouldn't want to be playing him too early, you know, because we know he. Doesn't really find that much, uh, in a fight. I, I just think that's where Honeysuckle might be able to throw them all off. I think they'll come one by one, and they'll go, and they'll try and pass her. But I think she'll go, no, you're not passing me, you know. And she'll just find out and pull out a little bit more. And I just think her, her attitude will, will 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 get the job done. I think she's probably a bit short for me to to get really involved in because, like I said, one of those could maybe become a mugger, but. I just feel that she's just got a lot of gears, and uh, and I think she'll make it a real stamina test. I would also, as well, say that Petty Mushwa. I think I think if you wanted to have a bet on him to finish in the first two or three, you know, if you get a price about him, I think I think you shouldn't underestimate him. You know, he was a solid yardstick in these races last year, very consistent. I think he'll come on a bundle for his run at Christmas, where he ran credibly You know, and he likes to be handy too, and I think they'll just keep finding and they'll... And they'll keep saying, no, you're not coming past the likes of Charger and and St. Roy, you know. But I think St. Roy at Cheltenham don't quite give up on him if it's a big field and he gets a strong pace to aim at. Uh, If Mark Walsh keeps him cool and patient, I think he can come with a a late run and definitely go close. So, yeah, an interesting race tactically, but Honeysuckle, I just think she might have enough.
0: Okay, so Lucky Loaders and Paul Callan are on... Honeysuckle, 11-8. And Johnny Moore. keep an eye on St. Roy, currently 6-1. And um, there's about 13-2 there. Could impress a few uh, odds. Uh, and moving on to Sunday's card at Leperstown. We're going to start at the one forty Part Ireland Supreme, Juvenile Hurdle, Grade 1. Paul Callahan, what are you like in this race?
2: I am with Colixius for Gardnerius. Two from two so far over hurdles in Ireland. He was a hurdles winner and a sole star in France when formerly trained by Francois Nicol. Looks a bit special. I think he takes the beating here. Possibly the one to give him most to think about would be the Willie Mullins' trained French seal, who was very impressive over the Christmas period when trained by Almarie Holden and ridden by Dennis O'Regan since being bought by the Donnelly's and switched to, to Willie Mullins. You'd imagine it shouldn't have too much of an impact, but sometimes it can... You you imagine obviously Willie Mullins is a master of his profession and but it sometimes can take a run or two just to see where you're at with these horses. But I would imagine French with with racing experience and having the, the run over hurdles, he would have just been been keeping them taken over. But um he looked a bit special now when when he won it over the Christmas period, but Colixius I think takes the, the beating here. Colixius is two to one at the moment. Uh he was uh, actually entered um on the
0: 9th of January. It was a Dagiu on the race, remember he was withdrawn. Um, quite a similar approval to Naslam, and obviously Dajur done the business for David Pipe. Uh, two to one chance uh, Quilix, and obviously the danger Paul Collins trying to three to one. Lucky loaders, what are you like in this one?
1: Yeah, I think it's quite a good renewal actually. There's some really interesting types. Obviously Zana here is the one so far that's really sticking his neck out and saying that he's the most likely triumph hurdle winner at this stage, but. There's definitely a few you can give chances in. Kulik I'm not sure about him. He's been good so far, but we're concerned We haven't seen him for a little while. Did a lot of race in the early season, at least, anyway. So maybe that's why we haven't seen him. French Ossil was very impressive, previously with Ellie Marie Holden, and as Paul mentioned, is now with Willie Mullins. The form has worked out quite well. I was interested to see how Dermot Welthorce was going to do next time out. He was disappointing on his first start out, but yes, he won a race earlier this week uh, and there's been a few uh, quotes about him maybe going for the fred winter so uh he's an interesting horse and that that's good to see that form line being boosted Umdor as well is really interesting i thought two really useful juveniles there and i think um Dor probably would have got up to win that day uh, if he hadn't unshipped um paul town at the last i know the the mullins team think quite a bit of him uh, but, yeah, I think French Ossil, that was a really breathtaking debut, uh, really, at uh, Lepestown at Christmas. And it's good to see that form boosted. I do think he's the one that might just have the X factor out of all of these. And he just gets my vote.
0: Would you take a bit of that 15-2 for the triumph right now, Chris, reading that short enough?
1: Do you want to know, Stefan? I'm already on him for the triumph hurdle at 18-1. to one. I backed him straight away after he won.
0: Okay. Get your account close for things like that, Chris yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So so if he wins I'll be happy from an anti post perspective.
0: But Chris Loder will be looking for a big run for French Seal. So uh, this thing could be five to one for the triumph after he wins on Sunday. Uh Johnny Moore, who who are you with in this one?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one for me. Um there's a there's a real um smart bunch of juveniles this year. French Seal looked brilliant in, in Leopstown last day and a road in the race and it was a good on scallop and the way he quickened up was was very impressive it was, yeah, it was a proper run race actually and the way he quickened up was very very impressive Quilixios um, he's looked very impressive his two starts as well he's very good in down rail. he looks a big type as well he's coming here fresh Yumdor um, looked the winner in, in Fairy House the last day um, he's okay after that after that fall and all he looks very good and even the other Willie Mullins horse Hador um interesting his first start will had him in the grade 2 did the grade 2 and left sound last day he dropped in they went no gallop and still finished a good enough third um when looked like just staying the whole time rather than quickening um wore a hood so i'm sure he that horse can come on for that as well i, I just it's one i will be sitting out i um i'd be sitting out and i, I think Quilixia Austin French it will probably be between Quilixia Austin French and to seal, um but, uh, yeah, there's a real smart bunch of juveniles I don't really have an opinion on which one I think will win because I, I, I couldn't choose between a couple of them.
0: Okay. And so, I'm no bet for uh, Johnny
3: Mirror in this one. Um, can you... i just say I'd keep an eye out on that hador if he ran. Um, I knew there, there was a bit of work coming out this, this of the stable the last day he he ran
1: uh, as a failure. I
3: think it's a is Yeah, it's Gelling yeah. And he was dropped in more hood. You know, there must have been. They must have quite liked him to run him in a race like that first first run for them. So um, he may be something that if, if there was if there was eight runners in it, um, that could be a bit of, a bit of a value each way or something maybe. Yeah, with those connections, Rich, you'd be surprised. He's actually a sixteen to one shot
0: in this race. He's surprised because of that price.
3: Yeah, I know exactly. It was. I, I know they would, um, He was quietly fancied the last day, and he was dropped in. Wore a hood, so he's obviously a bit keen, and uh, he uh, there was not there was no gallop, so that obviously probably wouldn't have suited him. And looked like he came home strongly enough, um, without quickening. So maybe if, if it was a strong one race, if these other good horses got out good and early, this he he could maybe be one um, under the woodwork a bit.
0: Sixteen to one looks a uh, looks a decent price. Um, might be taking a bit a bit of that right now. So. Uh, Lucky Loaders is keen on French Seal three to one. Paul Callahan is on the favourite Quicksios at two to one, and Johnny Muir is in the Hador at sixteen to one for the all-conquering Willie Mullins. Moving on to the two ten Chanel Pharma Novice Hurdle Grade One. Um, appreciate it at the top of the betting. Lucky Loaders, what are we on here?
1: Yeah, I th- I don't think we know. I'm not sure if we know the full field yet. I don't think so uh, for for this race. Um... I think appreciate does set the standard um and is quite exciting really like the effort with master mcshee who's also got an entry at the moment but i think he might have a handicap option as well so i'm not sure which way that are going with him he would be a horse so i'd be keen to back wherever he goes i think he's a really smart horse um but yeah appreciate it in what doesn't look the strongest two-mile division this year. I think he's head and shoulders above it, everything else. Blue Lord would be interesting as well. Um, don't think he quite saw out the two-and-a-half miles in the Lawlers of Nace uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think the drop back and trip to two miles would suit him. But I do think appreciate it. it just has, again, that, that X factor, you know. It is too short for me to be getting stuck into him um but yeah he would get he would get the nod but also as well like i said keep out an, an eye for master mcsheep because i think he's a really good horse and uh i think there's still some more to come from him
0: lucky you appreciate the 8 to 11 uh, paul Callahan,
2: are you was the favorite yeah i am second to fernie hollow at the festival in the, the champion bumper last march He's two from two over hurdles, which already included a grade one. And he's the one I think that after be Bar Disaster, he wins this. And I would side with an old me trained castmate to, to follow him home. Unbelievably, the eight year old Sonny Kalanisi, it's only his 11 career start, but he hasn't finished out with the first two since the, the end of April 2017. So I think appreciate it to win. And I'm going to go with Castmate to, to follow him home. It's a
0: 12 to 1 shot. Uh, paul Callahan putting up four casts now as well is that a straight or a reverse here paul Callahan? i will go with straight we'll go for the straight yeah <laughs> Good lads. uh so paul, paul callaghan's keen i appreciate uh for the win and um
3: cast me at 12 to 1 for second place johnny moore are we with the favorite here yeah i think i appreciate that he looked very impressive at christmas um i think he's a very like obviously he's a very good horse second to the champion bumper um he looked, he looked as i said look very good but um if i was going for a bit of value in the race i think blue lord won't finish out the first three if he runs here um if, if he's eight to one there um i think uh he'll be chasing home appreciated and i think he might get quite close to him he uh he um was very keen in nice last day in a proper grade one l- lawlers of nace um i went a nice gallop on gabby knack on front and Paul was keen the whole way behind me. So the, the drop back and trip and um, definitely suit him. And uh, I think he's a very, very good horse. And I um, I think he'll actually get quite close to appreciate it. I think appreciate it will win, but I think he'll get very close to him. And um, I think he's a very talented horse. And I'd be sub- very surprised if he's out of the first three at that price as well. Yeah, actually, I actually do remember that race.
0: Bob Ollinger, uh, Blue Lord, as you see. Took a pull the whole way around even at the last still taking a pool um you think the key is just to settle in this one early maybe get even
3: more improvement maybe a couple of pounds yeah well like the drop back and trip um will help and um if there's a if there's a strong if it's a strongly run race he can settle away um I, I i i've talked to a couple of lads there and they said that he he shows a good turn of foot too so as well at home so I think he's he's a very talented horse, and I think he get. I I think Appreciate will win, but I think Blue Lord will get quite close to him. So we be putting this one in my each way Trixie, my
0: Johnny Moore each way Trixie, eight to one right now. Yeah, star, star and vanilla. Right, okay, so another one from Johnny Moore there is a Blue Lord, kind of an eight to one chance, an alternative to to loader and Paul Callan who are keen on Appreciate it um and that wraps up that race and moving on to a horse i know that chris loader has anti post bets on for for cheltenham here i can see him smiling the, f- the free time flogged novice chase great one um lucky loaders you're on monkfish surely aren't you
1: yeah yeah he's part of the the, 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 the novice chase treble. Uh, a bit worrying what uh during saying yeah. earlier about shishkin but uh yeah, um, quite sweet, a monk here. I just think um, it is interesting he is going back down in trip um, when I think he really ultimately will will want three miles. Uh, he did win his chase debut over two and a half miles, so shouldn't really be an issue. Latest exhibition, you know, he's a, he's a lovable horse. You know, he's run great races for Connections, you know, but he's it's, it's just been held... Quite a few times now, or a couple of times, when he's met Monkfish during their career. And I don't think he'll reverse the form um, from the rest of the field. I, I don't think there's anything really to worry about for for, for Monkfish. You know? I, just, I just think he wins. I think he's a very, very good horse. And uh, I think he'll take all the beating. So, yeah, not original. But Monkfish, for me, yeah, just wins, in my opinion.
0: Delicious. Would you give uh, Aston for lunch another chance? And it was a massive anti-climax when that one went early. Uh um,
1: chance of you know, one. No chance. The, this going on, um, this way around just won't help him at all. It's well documented he wants to go around the other way, and also as well he's fallen in his last two starts, so couldn't have him for mm-hmm. for 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 counterfeit money. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't think he will leave him running. So yeah, Aston for lunch couldn't have him in a month of Sundays.
2: Uh, I don't
0: even think from a, from a trading point of view and running on that, it could be an interesting, interesting horse and get, get over the first eventually I'd be interesting to see what, what price he's trading and running. Um, Paul Callaghan, what do you like in this
2: race? Yeah, with Monkfish, you know, as, as Chris mentioned, he, he beat the latest exhibition on the last start, he beat him by a neck when the pair met over hurdles at the festival in March, he beat him by three lengths over the Christmas period in a grade one and then it was 58 lengths to pull us clear of the third I think there's going to be more than three lengths between them on, on Sunday afternoon I don't think to drop back and trip with the grounds the way it's going to be I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem it's going to be quite testing you know he, he's a big of a horse and he, he didn't look he didn't appear to have an overly hard race the last day so and he quickened away nicely in the closing stages so I think Monkfish wins wins easy Apparently a four to six chance. Uh, I imagine this one will be
0: popular. And the multiples, uh, Johnny Moore, are you with the favorite as well here?
3: Yeah, I'd be very surprised if Monkfish is beaten here. Um, latest Exhibition has, has tried to beat him twice and couldn't. Um, and if the ground is 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 going to be testing, um, it'll come more to Monkfish's favor as well. latest Exhibition didn't look like he acted in Punchestown and uh, and the softer going. So um, yeah, I'd be very much siding with with uh, Monkfish here. Yeah, okay, so all three. Uh, that's obviously a good sign. All Monkfish,
0: uh, 8 to 11, best price available. Moving on to uh, the 340 Parry Power, Irish Gold Cup Grade 1. Lucky loaders. What, you, what do you like here?
1: Yeah, it's all about Monkfish for me here in the Irish Gold Cup. I think it could be quite an interesting tactical race, you know, where it's only going to be a small field, but I'm hoping Manello Indo can get back on track. A bit uncharacteristic of him to fall last time out in the saddle chase you know when he was well fancied Uh, he's never fallen in his career before over hurdles or over fences so that was a little bit of a shock to the system however I think you can forgive him that run his recent efforts were very good and for me he's just got uh, the progression to uh, develop into a gold cup horse and I do think he can be the real deal in this division so yeah I'm going to be sticking with Manela Indo hopefully he can get the job done
0: So, Chris Loder is keen on Manila Endo at 2 1. Paul Callaghan,
2: what do you like in the Harry Potter Irish Cup? I am also keen on Manila Endo. He only got as far as the eighth in the Savalas Chase race won by the Huitar. Prior to that, he was a good good winner on seasonal reappearance at Wexford, I think it was. And then he followed that up with success at Navan, second in the RSA behind Champ and I do, I think he takes the beat in this one, and I fancy him to get, get back on track. Bar disaster, I think he, he wins this. small field, So he would, as, as Chris mentioned, you'd imagine it could be a little tactical with only the five at the minute. At the time recording, there's only five entered, so could be slightly tactical, but Manila Endo, bar disaster. gets back on track here. Two to one, double tick. Paul Callan and
3: Rocky Wooderson, thinking. Is that a full house? Johnny Muir, who are you with here? Um, I'd only be siding with him because of ground, more than anything. Um, I think he has it all to do still, because, uh, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't meant to done it against the old, like, he's done it, done it as a novice chase, and he hasn't meant to done it against the older horses. And these are proper, this is a proper grade one, even though there's only going to be five runners, or maybe less, or whatever. This is a proper grade one. Kemboi looked to be back to his best the last day. Uh, went a really good gallop, and obviously was taken on by Mellon quite early. Um, um, but, just on the ground, I'd be slightly siding with Manila Indo. Um, oh, but I still think he has to go on there. I, I I don't think he's value at that price. Um, even though he probably will be the one contradict himself. Even though he probably will be the one I'd, I'd ride because of the ground. But uh,
2: um,
3: like to, to four very good hard like Kemby's very good last day. Mellon a very good Delta work. Obviously if he comes back. You know he he was unlucky the last day too. And he he I suppose Melon and Delta work are going to be a bit fresher than Kemby and Mellon coming in here because they didn't get a hard race the last day going out early, so that could be a key factor. Mellon and, and Kemba got a grueler. Um but I would be slightly sliding um um siding with Manellin though because of the ground more than anything. Just interesting, I think I think um Mellon's run the last day I if, if he's having an anti post bet or um for Chetman, I think Mellon looks tailor made for the Ryanair. Um and I think that uh I'd imagine the connections would would be thinking about that route, and uh, I think um, I just just from his run the last day, he was you can see him he was a bit keen on the down the back, and I'd say a three mile just maybe just gets catches him a little bit the short trip back to Ryanair. trip. I think he could be a big key player in Ryanair Chetland, um in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the run in Savas in Sal- in Sal- Chase at Leicestershire on the twentieth of December, we, we did go at it Ken and You'd imagine. Billy Mullins is probably pulling his hair. out, like, what, say, what are you two doing? Calm down a little bit, you know? And obviously, uh, tard sort of came from the clouds. It was a ridiculous ride as well. And got up late on and just outstayed them. Um, Manila Endo is actually 6-4 to four with with, uh, with Parry Power at the moment. So I'll maybe have to speak to the boys and push that one out a little bit after Johnny's thoughts. Um, and obviously, the triumph as well. We'll have to clip that in. But anyway, Manila Endo, um, I would say a full house here. But Johnny Moore. Um, does think this one is a bit short and not a lot of value. And then we're going to move on to the favourite part of the show. No pressure. It's nap time, okay? We'll start with Lucky Loaders. Are you still on the same nap here? Has anybody swayed you?
1: Now, for 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 the Dublin Racing Festival, it's going to be Franco de Port in the Irish Arkle. But I just have to mention because we're not covering any of the other UK racing. There's a horse running on Sunday for Donald McCain at Musselboro in the Scottish Supreme trial called Bareback Jack. I think this horse could be the real deal and could be a surprise one uh, for Cheltenham in the Supreme. I think he could easily be the best of the English. been really impressed with his two starts so far. Just watch out for him on um, Sunday at Musselboro. I think he'll, uh, if he wins that, I think he'll go to the Supreme and have a really big chance.
0: I'd yeah, imagine bareback Jack would probably be quite popular with the, the core customer out there. Um, I'll need to see what price he is, but luckily there's a nap as a Franco de at ten to one at Leperstown. Paul Callahan, what's the nap? I'm
2: going to go with Gentleman's Game in the the first of the Grade ones, the two mile six novice hurdle on Saturday. Gentleman's Game, Robbie Paris sided with the, the Rob Coro old runner. I think he was it's. You know, there's there's plenty of potential in the race, but I'm going to stick my neck out a bit and then go with him. Another horse that I, another race I think of the over the two days I think is the Bumper at the end of the first day. And um, Chemical Energy for Gordon Elliott is two from two, was very good. Was given an educational ride at top by Jamie Codd on his last start at the um, Royal. Was keen said to, to kind of keep company up until the approach, up until they were going through the the last set of wings and quicken up nicely. And once the kind of end of the dip to come up again, he was chopping and changing his legs constantly and kind of hung over towards the, the far rail. But he learned a great deal from that and he was exceptional at, at Navin. He was dropped in and again Patrick was keen to get a lead for as long as possible. And he put a fair bit of daylight between himself and the second from the I think it was the horse in Old Meads and the third horse in that race won a bumper at Leoperson over the Christmas period. So I'm not too sure. The further I looked at the race, I thought Kill Crewish could be could be the one just to to shade it. But I think I'm really looking forward to the bumper to close the card on day one at 9% on Saturday. Yes.
0: Yeah, so Paul Callan's got a, the gentleman's name at ten to one. Um, I was hoping for something a bit bigger. Paul Callan. only know he Um form. Johnny, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Paul Callan the uh, Poor and Billis. <laughs> it's the one in the Lanzaroy, First week of the Naps table. Um, uh, he's. So he was sixty-six points clear. I think I put up Secret Reprieve, five to one. I was in front for what ten minutes, and I was sixty odd points. I think. So, yeah. yeah, it was a hard one to take. All right, gentleman's name for Ocala ten to one. And look out for that one in the bumper as well. What about yourself, Johnny? Any other rides? Um, also, I know you've mentioned a few at Price here. Which one would be your, your best bet?
3: Um, I think in the in the on the on the Sunday in the Leperstown Chase a Grade A handicap uh horse that has a, has track form in the race and back to winning ways in Cork Tracy's Enniskarty I think could be an interesting one I think he's around 10 to one shot and I don't know it's a handicap or whatever but um, I, I looking through the race I think um, there could be a little bit more still come from him he looked very good the last day in Cork and obviously having a bit of form around the track and he's a real racing weight on his back I think uh, Tracy's Enniskarty could be one for the handicaps so traces and then in Corey at ten to one,
0: Vanille at sixteen, star at twelve, and Blue Lord at eight to one. That sounds like a a nice lucky lucky fifteen.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I still think appreciated and beat um Blue Lord, but I think Blue Lord you get very close to him, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was a if there was a bit of a battle.
0: Okay. Don't you know, forget that lucky fifteen will just go straight accumulate on the nose. <laughs> okay. But listen, uh. That brings the end of this week's episode. Um, Again, thanks for the analysis and the tips, Chris, Paul, and Johnny. And and to all the viewers, thank you for the continuing support of the podcast. We're growing every week and couldn't do it without your support. It's deeply appreciated. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud so you don't miss any of our latest podcasts. I hope everyone has a great weekend and gamble responsibly. (laughs)